Hello and welcome to the Giraffe Social Media Podcast. It's what social media managers are talking about. I'm Caitlin McKenzie and today I'm joined by some lovely members of the Giraffe team. We've got Senior Social Media Manager, Dom. Hello. And Social Media Assistant, Chloe. Hi. So this week's episode is going to be slightly different to usual. We've taken this December moment to jump into your ears and have a look back over the year of 2020 and some of the sort of bananas things that happened. I um, started doing the deep dive today to really look back and um, the guys can attest we were meant to record this podcast much earlier in the day, but I couldn't (laughs) because I was still only in March. March was a big month. So you'll have to Bear with us and enjoy the random ramblings of what happened in 2020, because I'm pretty sure that's going to how it's going to go down. But first, before we get into the mix of it and throw things back, guys, how was your Christmas? Chloe, what did you get up to? Ooh, my Christmas was actually really good. Um, A few days before when old Boris announced that, uh, you know, the new tears and things, my plans kind of got a little bit ruined. Um, I was supposed to go and see my auntie in the Midlands um, and then we couldn't. So I ended up going to see some of my partner's cousins who live here in Brighton. And it was really nice. It was really fun. I was a bit nervous not spending it with my own family, but they are like second family to me. So it was really great. Well, that sounds really sweet. Dom, how was yours? Yeah, same. Mine was um, nice considering, to be fair, like before the tears were announced, we um, got our nan over to our house so she wasn't by herself for Christmas. Um, So that was nice having nan there. Um, But yeah, we, you know, ate a lot, a lot of cheese, a lot of chocolate, (laughs) still got a load of turkey remaining. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, all things considered, it was really nice. It was. That's so true about the turkey. Our fridge is crammed and we did like two different meats as well. So there's so much. We've had like turkey soup. We've had turkey pizzas. It's and like now we're just getting to the point where we're like, is it okay to let it go? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, lots and lots of eating. My Christmas was much the same. We live fairly remotely, so we didn't see any family. But um, I'm lucky to live with my mum and dad. So we sort of just, you know, kept it casual um, and just chilled out, watched the movies, ate the things, opened the presents. Yeah, it was, it was nice. It was like one of those, like you say, it was like nice considering. <laughs> it could obviously could have been yeah. different, but under 2020 standards, it was, yeah, good. I was a little bit disappointed with the Christmas TV, you know, normally like mm. Channel 1, 2, 3, 4, just normally would just have, you know, really, you know, movies all the time and just, yeah, but I just thought this year just wasn't as good, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> Oh, don't know what I was expecting, but <laughs> yeah, I just just felt like I don't know. No, I just they didn't put as much effort. I felt. I get what you mean. I, I guess maybe part of it was like obviously they can maybe couldn't make as much stuff in like the early part of the year that they maybe would have. But I mean, I just sort of we ended up watching loads of TV. We don't usually, but it was really horrible weather here, so we couldn't go for a walk or anything. So I ended up watching like Coco, which was on BBC One. And oh my goodness, I just cried the whole day. Like whatever movie came on, I was like, oh God, it's happening again. Just had a little <laughs> weep um, or like the movies. But I was surprised they weren't very Christmassy. They were, it was, everything was like good, yeah, but not really Christmassy. But um, mm. yeah, Chloe, you'll be very pleased to hear that in like this sort of weird no man's land between Christmas and New Year's, my family are doing a Star Wars marathon. Ooh, nice. 
Nice. It's so good. I forgot how good they were. Like even some of the ones that aren't that good, they're still great. What fun still to watch. Good. So yeah, premium watch it. We're just extending that sort of feet up glass of red wine for as long as possible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Well, I think it cannot be put off for any longer. It's time to cast our minds back to yesteryear, to January, the start of 2020, an interesting time for all. I mean, the biggest thing that I found when I was looking back was, of course, the bushfires that were happening in Australia on like a pretty catastrophic scale. Um, I think it's quite funny. No, it's not funny at all. But at that point, it was definitely like the worst thing I think we thought were going to happen. We were like, wow, 2020 is like already as bad as it can possibly be. Lol. Um, it's, <laughs> it managed to top it. But yeah, what was the bushfires like for you, Chloe? Because obviously you're Australian, you have family over there. Yeah, um, I felt kind of bad because I had just started working here. So naturally, everyone was asking me about it. <laughs> And I just didn't, I wasn't really following it. So I was like, oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, It's pretty bad. I felt like the Brits were a bit more Mm. informed than I was, but it was kind of scary. I know um, a few people who were very close to it. I follow a few people Mm. on Instagram who unfortunately like their homes were destroyed. um, And at one point it was quite close to where my parents lived. So yeah, it was kind of a scary time. And definitely I think it's funny that we did think that was the worst thing that was going to happen. but yeah, I think we got some good memes out of it because in the midst of it, our uh, Australian Prime Minister decided to hop on a plane and go on a holiday in Hawaii while the country was <laughs> on fire, quite literally. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. There's a lot of memes to come out, I think. I yes. listened to a few Australian podcasts and they have echoed your sentiments about <laughs> a few things. Well, I'm sorry to target you there as our t- like token Australian. So I'm you- sorry I couldn't like provide more. <laughs> sorry, I'm so clueless. <laughs> It's like when people meet British people and they're like, do you know the Queen? We're like, so can you tell us about everything that's happening in Australia? <laughs> um, also, interesting, I think that was like the start of like social media fundraising, I think, this year. Like, because a lot of people got into that. And I, looking back, I was really surprised to see how widespread the fundraising was in like really random arenas, like small village halls in tiny villages in the UK were like hosting major fundraisers for Australian bushfires, which I don't think we've maybe seen on the same scale and obviously across social media too one notable thing that I recalled and sort of came across when I was doing my research was um there was a very high profile I don't have names I know that actually descended into scandal but there was a high profile um only fans user who was selling her you know wares in aid of fundraising efforts and she raised a lot a lot of money she actually there's other scandal and stuff associated with her individually which we're not going to give the airtime but that I think was the first time I heard of OnlyFans and the fact that now it's like such a massive part of our culture I thought it was like interesting to maybe kind of pinpoint the start of that yeah I think you're right I think yeah OnlyFans really blew up this year didn't it and it probably was around the same time I think I was listening to a podcast when I was first introduced to it maybe a bit later in the year but good good scouting (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Um, well there was a few sort of -of run-of-the-mill social media trends which I want to remind you of there was the LinkedIn Facebook Instagram Tinder trend don't know if you remember but it was like four images like tiled together and it was like your professional face your Facebook face your Instagram like baddie face and then like your (laughs) Tinder one um and like people like Dolly Parton were even doing it which was pretty hilarious but um (laughs) any excuse to share for selfies but (laughs) that was a good one there was also an into the unknown social media trend with like people seeing into the unknown and 
going off on like random tangents at the end of it, like ahead of the release of Frozen 2. That was a moment. Lizzo was on the cover of Rolling Stone in January. There were some good things. Um, and there was this strain of this virus called coronavirus in China, which was documented, but it like wasn't a big deal <laughs> over here. It was never gonna really it was never really gonna happen um in the uk or you know other western countries do you guys remember when you first heard of it i remember not thinking it was a big deal like at all um because uh, this girl that i follow on instagram who has like a really large and impressionable following was posting these videos that now i think she and everyone realized were not related to coronavirus but she was basically fear-mongering and showing people like on the street in China just like collapsing and having these like seizures, which like we know now that's not <laughs> what yeah. happens to you during like when you have coronavirus. Um, mm-hmm. And I still kind of hold a grudge to this day because like the level of responsibility some people hold and just like completely misuse and like spread this kind of like fear and misinformation. And it like it got even got me like really terrified. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, now obviously we know that that's not the case, but well, it is still scary, but it wasn't what she was showing. So I think that's important to note, like, that was also, like, probably worse. Happening. Than, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I remember seeing loads of videos of people, because obviously it started in, like, a wet food market, mm. and I remember seeing lots of videos of people sharing random content of people eating, like, bats or, like, animal, like, feet and things like that in thailand and so just random content that was shot of people eat like trying this animal food and thinking and then with kind of with the caption like so and so got coronavirus yeah it really reminded me of like that weird time where people were just sort of posting anything and that has not aged well in my opinion (laughs) yeah it was one of those things wasn't it it was like you heard of it and then you didn't really think too much of it to begin with You, you i mean no one what else anyway couldn't predict mm. the scale of you know what happened to become an actual pandemic i don't think you would have thought that you know we would see that in our lifetime um but the fact that it actually happened and i think you know at first people didn't take it too seriously i know for sure like to begin with i didn't take it too too mm. seriously and then you when you start hearing like the news of how bad it got in italy you know and all over the news how badly it was affecting people and how it was spreading to everywhere mm. and then how it eventually comes to the UK. You know, that's when it was really, really serious. Yeah. And I guess that's when life and social <laughs> changed in 2020. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when the signs went up at my university, I was just finishing up uni in the spring and um, there were like signs like, if you recently travelled to Wuhan, blah, blah, blah. And that was like the extent of it. And I thought it was kind of going to be... I don't know, you know, you see those signs for like meningitis in like an educational place or in like the doctors and stuff. Like you could get it at uni, like that kind of thing. Like, oh, it's bad. And obviously it's going to be bad for some people, but nah, no biggie, right? Turns out it was a biggie. And you know what? That was probably one of the weirdest things about looking back. Maybe the most soul destroying things when I was like going back through old like Twitter timelines and stuff was people being like, oh, you know, this is bad. But at, at least in June, oh, I saw one about dating. So it was like matching with someone on tinder now to and you have to sort of have random small talk until june when you get to verify that that you're into them in real life and i was like june (laughs) june june did not happen that it's just like the sort of optimism that everyone had that it would just be for the summer and now it's december anyway (laughs) i don't need to drag it down too deep but that was um interesting to see the sort of short lifespan that we thought this was going to have and yeah it's still going on anyway so february 
moving swiftly on. So things hadn't really kicked off in the UK or in the States or anywhere yet, coronavirus-wise. Um, so it was award season still. And I was looking back and I couldn't really believe that these award ceremonies were this year. Um, so at the Oscars, Parasite won Best Picture, Director, Original Screenplay, International Feature Film. Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor for The Joker. That does not feel like 2020 to me. That feels like 2018 or something crazy. Um, the director of Parasite, there's that really famous picture of him with the two Oscars, like making them kiss. <laughs> Have you guys seen that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I've seen people reshare that in like October being like, this was the last good thing that happened. <laughs> um, there was also the BAFTAs where Rebel Wilson made a really quite iconically outrageous speech, um, which was quite interesting. She was introducing the nominees for Best Director and she absolutely dragged the movie Cats as well as everything else <laughs> and several other individuals. So in March, a few interesting things that happened that you might remember. Joe Lysett legally changed his name to Hugo Boss in defense of a small beer company that was being sold um, sued by the real Hugo Boss. And like all hell broke loose. It was like really big on Twitter. He was doing it for his like TV show. Uh, that was a moment. A funny thing that happened in Wuhan, um, a bit of light perhaps, was school children took down the app that was being used to assign them homework by spamming it with one star reviews until it was taken down from the app store which was pretty hilarious. This one was maybe when I was like, oh, this virus is real. Tom Hanks announced that he had coronavirus. Do you guys remember that? I'm the Goldie. Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Do you say, what was that, Chloe? <laughs> oh, and he was in the Gold Coast at the time, which is in Australia, near where I used to live. So that was <laughs> a great moment for the Gold Coast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so the virus actually took quite a big hold in Italy in that time and there was like mass pasta shortages obviously as went on to happen in the UK um, but there was one very sweet and sad video of an old Italian man I don't know if you guys caught it he was outside the supermarket um, speaking in Italian about how there hadn't been this much panic even in World War II and he was just couldn't believe it and um, that video went very viral so on the 23rd of March, uh, the UK went into lockdown. Do you guys remember seeing that briefing for the first time? I remember it was a very like sad and ominous event in my household, at least. I remember we were on FaceTime to one of our friends and I was living with a couple of pals at the time. And we were sort of gathered in one girl's bedroom to watch as Boris like sat down and addressed the nation. And that was very horrible really I think I've maybe got a little bit upset it was like watching the announcement of war or something I was like I'm living through a historical event and I don't want to like that kind of vibe um, do you guys remember where you were back then yeah it was mad wasn't it I was at home like I said with my family and it was one of those where you start thinking oh when am I going to see you know my girlfriend again when am I going to see all my other family again because it was sort of that unknown of when this was actually going to end um, and, it, and it did go on for quite mm. a long time didn't it and it was the fact that, like, literally everything, like schools, gyms, you know, people rely on these, especially gyms, you know, anything to do, you know, whether you go attend yoga classes, anything like that, people, attend, you know, they need that for their mental health. Um, be, just being able to go to work, you just won't mm. be able to do that whatsoever. It was literally just you're confined into your own house <laughs> um, and it was mad. I mean, you're allowed out, weren't you, to exercise? Yeah, that one hour a day. Stuff like that. Was it one hour that or one, one hour time a day? day? I just remember the, like, everyone turning on each other, like, well, <laughs> Susan's been out twice today and that was a dog walk <laughs> and a trip to the shops. Like, <laughs> very passive. I found the other day when we came back into winter again, um, 
I was sort of caught on this coat that I hadn't worn since last winter and I went into the pockets and I found um, the last train ticket I had bought to go to work at Giraffe oh. HQ before it all happened and I think it was like sort of end of February date and I just thought that is so crazy that I haven't like been to work and physically seen everyone and like in February I was still new whereas now I've been here for almost a year so it's crazy to think but I don't know if you guys have seen on TikTok there's this trend um, where you post something on your ca- from your camera roll from March the 13th which is apparently the day that oh. coronavirus really everyone was like okay like this is real um and you post kind of what you were doing that day and some people were at concerts some people were like you know out on the street watching like street performers like doing all this stuff which is just like such a no right now (laughs) Um, so it's kind of like it's a bit eerie to to think that it's been that long since we've had a kind of sense of normality Yeah. yeah and you take take a lot of things for granted don't you just like meeting up with friends and going for a coffee little things like that especially like because a lot of people obviously ended up going on furlough mm-hmm. didn't they so a lot of people couldn't work although I think at the beginning a lot probably, probably thought that was amazing <laughs> but then it dragged yeah and for some people it's still dragging and you know ultimately it ended up in people losing their jobs you know yeah it's sad time. it's such a weird Co- companies had on. So weird to think, yeah, like yeah, from that sure. that date where we all sat down and we're like, "Oh, it'll be over in a minute," and then it's, it's probably weird to think that that date is probably the closest date we'll have to returning to normal. Like it is going to be at least a full year before you know things yeah. get better. So I saw a tweet not long ago, and it hit me big in the sense that it was like when that feeling when you realise that March it's March again in three months. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> This year has literally gone like January, February, March, quarantine, Christmas, (laughs) in my opinion. (laughs) So other things that happened in March following the lockdown, the owner of Louis Vuitton changed all of their perfume factories to produce hand sanitizer en masse. um, And a lot of other brands went on to do that. I remember Brewdog, I think, did it in the UK. They were selling hand sanitizer. It's really cool to see brands sort of pivot a little bit and sort of see what they could do to help, which I guess was obviously really good for mankind, but also good for brand perception at a time where people aren't shopping and stuff as much. Um, not that I'm so such a cynic. Whenever a brand does something like nice, I'm like, oh, that's so good for your brand <laughs> sentiment. Well done. <laughs> anyway, um, a very funny tweet that I saw when I was looking back was by at Nerdy and Quirky. And it was, this is the exact opposite of that Pokemon Go summer. <laughs> Do you remember the good old days where everyone was like roaming the oh streets <laughs> and mingling with their phones? Good times, good times. Is that even still going? Have you got? Were you guys Pokemon going? I think it's had a resurgence. Oh yeah, (laughs) Dominic, absolutely. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah. When it first came out, I was big on it. Now and again, I still. Oh really? Why not? That's Uh, cool. Yeah, why not? Um, They've just upped. They just up like the level. I think it used to be like you could get up to level forty. Now they've upped it to level fifty. So all like the hardcore players. I like proper back on it to try and you know mm. reach the maximum level again. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. That was a, a good time. Also in March was Gal Gadot's very ill-advised Imagine video. <laughs> Remember that diamond in the rough <laughs> with all those celebrities sort of in their big fancy houses singing Imagine to the to the poor people to get them through. <laughs> Maybe that was just my hot take on it, but um, that was a moment. 
also Zoom and like social distance commentary. That's when that really kicked off. All the jokes about that started rolling out. Like when I was scrolling back through the old Twitter timeline, there was a lot of that. Of course, House Party came out and hit the mainstream. Did you guys House Party? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm, but House Party wasn't something that I used. But mm. I'll tell you what, going back to Zoom, like, do you think Zoom would have ever expected the year that they just had? Like, I think they went from about 10 million daily um, users to like 300 million wow. daily users. And they like generated like a revenue of like over 300 million. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, Zoom was always something that businesses use, but not to, you know, where it is now. Like everyone pretty much use it or teams like what we use. Mm. Like, I don't think they ever expected this. And one thing that they did, they did a little marketing campaign, actually. I think it was back in March. Um, And it was like a Zoom virtual background competition. Oh. And it was basically getting people to, you know, um, on Zoom to make like the best background that they can and obviously the most creative. Um, And then they end up selecting like three winners um, to win. I can't remember exactly what they win, what they won. Um, But that obviously got a lot of engagement and I think that was really cool Mm -hmm. something that you know they used um as a lot more people were using the platform um yeah I mean they they took advantage of it really yeah definitely oh to have had shares in zoom in like February (laughs) that would have been a game changer because then obviously it blew up I just feel sorry for Skype like poor Skype they had Skype had their time time in like 2009 I was on that every night talking to my mates Mm -hmm. let Zoom have their moment (laughs) oh don't get me wrong I'm happy for Zoom but it's just like Skype like what happened man you were ready you've been preparing for this we were rooting for you we were all (laughs) (laughs) I think we um had a client who wanted to use Skype for one of our calls the other day and um oh wow one of our colleagues and I were just like how do you use Skype? Like, we like, can't remember how, like, can't we do this on Zoom, please? Like, <laughs> Literally, it's like someone asking to have a client call on, like, MSN Messenger. Yeah. That's still a thing. <laughs> oh, I wish that was still a thing. MSN Messenger would have been great yes. for, like, the 2020 lockdown. I suppose that's maybe kind of what House Party was trying to achieve. Like, for Chloe, if you never used it, it was this app that you had an account on and you could see when everybody, like, logged in, you got a little notification that, like, dom is in the house um and then you could have like a chat with someone and if you could two of your friends were chatting you could join their chat without permission it was it was very like being in a house party so to speak digitally if possible i didn't use it heaps because i remember the first time i used it i didn't really understand what it was and my one of my housemates was on it like it said blah 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 i was in the house so i was like oh i'm gonna chat to her and she was just like on her bed, like looking at her phone and she just heard my voice come out of her phone. She wasn't in the app. She just had that app open. And then after, and she, then she panicked, realized it was me, came down and was like, how did you get into my phone? Like, how are you talking to me? And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> might, might, might avoid this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, even when you close the mm. app, you're like, but is it, is it closed? Ooh. Is it gone? <laughs> sort of like after a Teams meeting or a Zoom call and you like close your laptop and like put it under the bed just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I do that. Um, what else happened? So obviously clap for the NHS. That started every Thursday at 7pm, I believe. For quite a long time that happened. Um, there was a funny tweet. sort of. More, well, there was, a, there was obviously lots of tweets around that, sort of like maybe we shouldn't clap for them, maybe we should give them a pay rise, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but there was also 
a tweet by at Morgan Therese, who's tweeted a suggestion that in honour of Amazon drivers, we should all clap out our windows between 9am and 6pm, <laughs> like at any time in this window, which all jokes aside, I put that in there and I was like, well, actually my Amazon driver has been a really big part of my life yeah. this year. <laughs> so maybe they do deserve a clap. Nintendo Switch launched Animal Crossing at Disney Plus also launched. It was like all of these big companies had it were like ready Just with their like in. really addictive stuff and they were like okay go i wonder if that was the actual launch date or they were like everyone's in lockdown let's capitalize like let's bring it forwards i don't know do you guys any switches i don't know if that's what they're called (laughs) animal crossing (laughs) no but i feel like i did have it because my timeline was just consumed animal crossing nonsense i don't know what it is i don't want to know what it is like (laughs) My brain can't take any more distractions. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Where would it, where would we find the time? That's the reason I didn't get it. Well, I say that's the reason I did. I didn't have an, a switch, so that was the first reason I didn't get the game. But um, I was like tempted. I was like, am I messing out? This looks quite fun. Um, but then, yeah, you're right. A distraction that was maybe not needed at a time <laughs> where trying to wrangle your attention span was hard enough. I'm trying to like keep my own life afloat. I cannot like I can't take care of animals right now <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting quite a lot of brands did little collabs with um nintendo and there were i know there were events in the app i'm not across it enough to really bring it up on a podcast but um i know a lot of brands did have like sponsored islands i want to say and like you could go and you could or you could buy customized content in real life to use in the game so people were like selling attire and stuff for their brand to be worn in the game, which is too meta for my little brain to comprehend. <laughs> but a good opportunity, I suppose. Also, of course, yeah, Disney Plus launched. That was pretty big for me. I know a lot of my friends rewatched like all of Hannah Montana and stuff, just in a bid to re- reclaim a simpler time. Did you guys get on the Disney Plus hype early? Yeah. Yeah, I rewatched yeah. Uh, Lizzie yeah. McGuire. I, yeah, Hannah Montana, that slaps. Watched some of that. Uh, <laughs> tried like rewatching all my like childhood favorite animation films, and then as soon as like Star Wars like got on the platform, I was just all that, all that. That was a moment. My family are trying to get me to watch The Mandalorian, Do it. which is on there. I've caught a couple of episodes. Is it good? It's good. The first season's a bit slow, but the second season is like incredible. Mm. I think it looks worth it just for the cute baby Yoda. Oh my god! Which I feel yeah. like was a really big part of 2020 as well. Fun fact: my um, my boyfriend's cousins over Christmas um, bought me a baby Yoda toy, and I weeped. I cried in front of them, um, which I will never live down. And I don't know what came over me. I just cried. I think it's just been a year where I just will cry at random moments, and I can't explain it. <laughs> well that is a mood that's very cute do you how big is it is it life oh it's life size i i was gonna put it um i'm gonna put it on the shelf behind me so whenever i have client calls baby yoda will just be with me um great talking point i'll send you a photo after this (laughs) fab so i guess then april rolled on pretty quickly i say rolled on pretty quickly literally when i was researching what happened in march that took me time i was i couldn't we got to the original time of recording this podcast and i was like i'm still in march help um but april i finally made it through so on the first of april 2020 was 25 percent complete i don't know if anybody else follows at progress bar 2020 but i came across it like around that time and was like okay i I need to know 
how this is like going and then I would see it and it would be like 75% complete and I'd be like almost there um and recently obviously it's like 99% complete and it's just it's a joy it was pretty depressing when it was like around 30% forever but um yeah interesting account to follow if you if you want to wish away years of your life (laughs) (laughs) I joke um there was also the don't rush trend do you guys catch that it was I originally wrote this down as the pass the brush TikTok Instagram trend, which makes oh. me sound about 45, but it was like influencers and models and et cetera would like pass, like pass a pick, uh, not a paintbrush. A makeup brush. A makeup That's how long it's been since we've worn makeup. <laughs> a makeup brush. Um, would like do a little glam, have a glow up and then drop the brush and it would go to one of their pals. Um, and it was quite good. I didn't participate um there were no glow ups happening in my 2020 but um it was definitely a good trend to see captain tom moore raised 12 million pounds for the nhs do you guys remember that that was cute very that was really good very cute um i've also my next note is everyone was doing quizzes and happy hours on zoom which is just an understatement i literally have never done so much trivia in my entire life i feel like i've managed to dodge a lot of it i didn't get into like the trap of any weekly quizzes like every thursday oh i did oh did you tell us about that Mm -hmm. every every saturday night there's a quiz (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and to be fair yeah we're still sort of doing it not every week Mm. but like it's it's gonna be it's one of those like once every other month now just with family that you don't you know, you obviously you can't see, you don't really see. So you just have a nice little Zoom call and, you know, you throw in a little quiz. <laughs> Why not? Um, but we've got one coming up for like 2020 quiz, um, New Year's New Year's Eve. So looking forward to that one. <laughs> I'm actually creating it as well. So that should be fun. Um, but yeah, no, it was that point, wasn't it? it was like at the beginning, quizzes was like, it was really fun to do. And then it just got to the point where it was like, oh, when do we stop this? Is that your dragon on too much? And then if you did a quiz with like a, like some other another group you'd end up finding that you have the same questions from other quizzes that you've had before and you just become a master at <laughs> quizzes so i had zoom fatigue like, like major zoom fatigue and i just had to be um, like i can't i just can't do this anymore <laughs> like i just don't really want to sit at my computer like trying to get a word in because that's the worst mm. thing about zoom when you have a massive group which is it's lovely to see all your family yeah. but you just can't it's not like sitting at a dinner table where you can kind of break off into conversation like you just have to sit through everyone and then people join late and then everyone's like oh hello sarah and it's like oh god, god. it's giving me flashbacks i just, <laughs> honestly i have trauma <laughs> like i can see maybe doing one now with family but the thought of suggesting one to any of my friends like we've had birthdays and stuff we were like well let's have a games night mm. like the word quiz night is sort of banished <laughs> <laughs> zoom quiz is not allowed to be mentioned but there could be trivia involved. I mean, the thing is, there is no other option, but I totally get what you're saying. Like, Zoom fatigue was a thing. And especially, like, with working from home, right? You were on Zoom all day, and then all of a sudden you were trying to socialise on the same medium. It just felt like you were glued to your PC. Maybe that was just me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. What else happened? So, I don't know if you guys caught it, but Tiger King Fever was also running rife alongside coronavirus. Did we catch it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was also the TikTok song, uh, which was to the tune of Savage by Megan Thee Stallion. Carol Baskin. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> I thought you were about to then. 
that I, long pause. That's I know, I considered my brain was like racing to remember the words and then also being like, Caitlin, don't do it. But then Chloe did it, so it's all good. <laughs> I got you. Um, I take it you guys watched Tiger King? Yes. Oh, yeah. of course. Yes. Very, very entertaining. I was really late to the party with it and then I sort of gave up on humanity. It's halfway, like I think maybe even May. And I was like, right, so I just locked myself in my room for a for I'd say a couple of days. I probably did it in the night um, and just watched the whole thing and came out like, what? But I was really late to the party, so none of my friends wanted to talk about it anymore. But um, wasn't it like not? Wasn't it like not long after you were, had joined Giraffe, we had <laughs> some like oh, dress yeah. up, didn't we? Teams <laughs> meeting, and you dressed up as Joe Exotic. That's like, really what a way to say hello to everyone you know <laughs> just for context like i was new and it was literally like i don't know if anyone's seen mean girls but you know in mean girls when she goes to the halloween party major overdressed it was me <laughs> i was like oh, it's fancy dress like i need to make an effort i don't want them to think i'm just phoning it in especially because i hadn't met anyone in real life lol and i can't remember i think it was just fancy dress wasn't it and people like put on a yeah. hat or like did a background <laughs> and i literally used eyeliner <laughs> to draw on the joe exotic beard i had a seashell necklace and did something funky with my eyebrows i made a fringe i committed um and good. yeah well thank you thank you very much i'll never do it again <laughs> no i'm kidding but um yeah that was a moment i forgot all about that wow um so <laughs> then may was next up i think it pretty much seemed at that point like new zealand had just beaten coronavirus and from may onwards i just sort of looked across the hemispheres like oh that's how it could be. Um, there was obviously a lot of criticism about the UK, how they were handled, like the UK government, how that was handling it. We don't maybe need to dedicate that much time to it because that sort of happened in every month. Um, and we don't need to get into it too much. Of course, one of the biggest things that happened in May were the Black Lives Matter protests and the really horrible incidents that triggered those protests and of course there was the deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Elijah McCain to name just a few of the victims whose names deserve to be heard. I wish we could dedicate the whole podcast to it but yeah there was so much stuff that came out of that on every platform. I mean we had the, to just think about on like a smaller scale like on individuals there was the black squares, there were people sharing lots of resources. I think there was like negativity around the black squares thing because a lot of people were just posting a black square and maybe thinking that was enough. But I remember loads of really good stuff came out of it. Like lots of black owned businesses that I'd never heard of were brought to my attention just from like scrolling on social media. Um, lots of people shared resources. It was, um, it was a, obviously it was an interesting time, but it all played out on social media, didn't it? I remember watching the news and seeing bits and pieces, but then I would open Twitter and I would see like what was kind of, what was really going on maybe to use that phrase but um yeah what do you guys remember of that time it was really intense wasn't it yeah it really was and I think what was great to see is how everyone on social media did come together to you know raise awareness for it and what's even amazing to see is that people are it's still continuing like mm. you know you see football are still taking a knee um, before kickoff um, people are still sharing onto their Instagram stories like just facts um, just to educate people more so it, it really is good to see that it hasn't it wasn't just a phase it, it's still strong you know mm. and the awareness is still being raised yeah i agree um i think it was quite nice to see that like the amount of noise that were people being made i know some maybe there was so much criticism flying around and chloe i know we sort of dug into this quite a lot when we did our little podcast so listeners can go back and maybe listen to that if they want a bit of a deeper dive but um 
the amount of noise that was made on social media, I think without it, I don't think the results that would have happened. I mean, there was the arrest of the police involved in George Floyd's murder, the reopening of Breonna Taylor's case, to name just a few of the things that happened. Obviously, I'm sure there are plenty of things that more that can happen. Um, but it was interesting, like that momentum, I think it's so easy to view social media as this big negative thing, but it does connect us in a way and achieve things that we maybe would never be able to do otherwise. Um, I don't know why I'm like fighting the case of social media, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I think it's, if there is social, um, if there are silver linings to be found, it's always good to notice them for sure. It was definitely an interesting time for brands. I saw, I was watching very closely, like which brands said something, which brands didn't say something, how they said it. Um, I haven't actually verified this, but I saw a tweet that said Lego donated $4 million to black charities and pulled like Lego police sets from the shelves and stuff, which was quite interesting. I know a lot of brands like didn't really do anything. Did that like impact your guys' perception at all when you were like seeing people posting or not posting? Yeah, I remember there was like a big thing kind of like in the influencer world um, where a lot of us, like myself included, we just like stopped posting completely just out of respect mm-hmm. and just out of reading the room um mm-hmm. and there was quite a lot of talk like within the community of people who were continuing to post brand deals and like sponsored content during such a time um and yeah I think there's a lot of like a lot of brands um, was it was their downfall a lot of them got a lot mm-hmm. of praise you know a lot of like EPs stepped down from like certain businesses um because racist history was dug up um, but I think it's important to like check in with those brands that mm. said they were going to do better. I know there are a lot of, and sorry to get really preachy here. I know there are a lot of like no, fashion brands who were like, you know what, we haven't really diversified our models or like our clothes, that kind of thing. We're going to do better. I think it's important for people to just check in with those brands who made such promises to see if they're keeping mm. their word because it's, as Dom was saying, like it's not a trend. Um, and I know that a lot of brands and maybe even influencers were, did a lot of virtue signaling during the time to kind of, because it was, I don't know, to repeat the word trend, like I think a lot of people just hopped on the bandwagon. So yeah, I think it's important to like check in to make sure that people are still following through with their word. And you know what, all these months on, I think that is a really good reminder and a a very good point. Um, I've noticed that we're still in May, so I'll move us along to June. Of course, the um, protest continued. Um, in June was when a lot of like statues and stuff were getting toppled. I think the most notable was when Edward, the Edward Colston statue um, in Bristol was pushed into the harbour. I remember watching that like live streamed and like the chills. Like I just remember thinking like, whoa, <laughs> this is a moment on history. Um, but yeah, that was pretty huge. So moving on, there were support bubbles were first announced. There was talk of pubs reopening. There was a lot of commentary around that. We had the heat wave, um, which didn't, I don't think it started in June, but it definitely peaked in June. And that's when all those images of the beaches across the UK being absolutely crammed uh, were being shared. Uh, one of the best Twitter threads on a completely different note that I saw, which when I was going back through, I was like, this needs a mention. This is some good news. Um, Sam Darleston on Twitter found some caterpillars on his broccoli from Tesco's and decided to raise them and document it on Twitter. So it was this gigantic thread of like him feeding the caterpillars that he found on his broccoli and then putting them in a little tank and then they cocooned and then they turned into butterflies and they flew away. And I remember that just moment in history, like, I say moment in history after what we've just talked about. But you know what I mean. It was a, it was a good moment. Um, what else happened? There was the villain trend. Like, you know, there was the show villain and then the actual villain, which was quite 
interesting. Maybe that was more of a Twitter thing, but it would, people would have like the Grinch as the villain and then the actual villain was blah, blah, blah. And it was applied to lots of very entertaining things. We also saw the rise of the phrase Karen. That was a June thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. It's so funny because my mum was called Karen. So whenever it's like, (laughs) whenever it mentioned it, she's like, she answers it as it's like, what do you want? Like, as in we're speaking to her, but it's like, like, don't be a Karen. She's like, what do you mean? Oh, that is (laughs) unfortunate. Yeah, the phrase was used to describe a stereotype of... You, you know, mostly a privileged white woman who like demanded to speak to the manager. Um, but it also quickly evolved to describe women in viral videos, like calling the police unnecessarily or like refusing to follow COVID guidelines. I remember seeing so many in America of um, in the States of people in Walmart refusing to wear a mask and then the Karen narrative just exploding. Um, yeah, that was a moment. In Australia, um, are Pizza Hut or Domino's, one of them just like, just put their foot in it. They were like, Oh, to all the Karens out there, you know, we think you've been really hard done by it, like, this month. Like, if you come in, you can get a free pizza. And everyone was like, what about all the black people that we would, like, really? Karens? The white Karens are the hard done by right now? Like, oh, they just got absolutely roasted. It was really hard to watch, like, just. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you know what? This has been a year to work in social media. And like, as we've discussed, like it's the way everyone's been communicating, but all these poor social media managers who are just like sitting and like as the face of the brand, you know, the words of the brand or whatever, having to like come up with initiatives and it's it's hit or it's miss this year. (laughs) There is no in between, but um, yeah, bit of a faux pas. There was a few of those this year, but um, time is marching on. So I won't list anymore. A bit of good news was 18 year old model with down syndrome called ellie goldstein she starred in a gucci beauty campaign for vogue italia which went viral and like massively boosted her platform really really beautiful shots like worth a google um, and then my final note for june was everything was cake <laughs> question mark do oh, you guys yeah. remember when everything was cake everything was cake wasn't it yeah, literally. And I, I remember seeing a tweet that was of Tom Moore getting knighted. Spoiler for one of the following months. Um, and it was like the, the knife on his shoulder. And it was like, He's the moment we realised, even Sir Tom Moore was cake. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't get out much this year. That was entertaining to me. <laughs> Those hyper-realistic videos of stuff getting cut into broke my brain. So in July, um, Twitter tweeted that everyone could have an edit button when they started wearing masks, which was quite interesting of the platform to weigh in um, on that sort of social moment where, I mean, it's still going on, people refusing to wear masks, etc. Pubs reopened on the 4th of July. Um, and do you guys remember Cameo? Or I know, don't remember, it's not gone, but yeah. the platform Cameo where you could like pay a celebrity to get a dedicated message. Are you across that? Yeah. Dumb, have you heard of it? I've heard or oh, I can't remember his name now. There's um like an old X Factor um contestant. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he, he sends out birthday messages and it's quite funny. Do you know yeah, I, so I've heard of it? Yeah, do you know I actually use it. I remember when we first noticed it, it was probably in March or something, we were locked in the house and me and all my housemates were just scrolling at the we couldn't believe the people that are on there, like very Z-less celebrities, like extras in TV mm. shows, but also like like small characters in TV shows or movies that you really loved, like the next door neighbor in this TV show. Honestly, it's well worth a scroll. I mean, now there's huge people on it. I remember um, Caitlyn Jenner is on there and she was like the most expensive. Maybe that knowledge is a bit outdated, but one moment she was. But um, probably the most famous cameo of all time was a British, I think, comedian 
paid Carol Baskin oh. to do a cameo. Do you? <laughs> God, his face. I feel like a lot of this is Australian themed, and I promise you, it is not aimed. Um, but Car- they paid Carol Baskin to do a video to wish Rolf Harris um, a happy birthday, which she did completely deadpan. Seriously, she didn't know who Rolf Harris was. I think she mentioned a few other like infamous British characters, but I remember watching that for the first time and just like laughing my little head off. Um, and then obviously she released a statement afterwards saying that she'd been like tricked into it and um, blah, blah, blah. But it looks like you remember that moment, Chloe. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Only because my boyfriend thought it was hilarious and it was all I heard about like two weeks. Like he still talks <laughs> about it. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh, um, well, as we'll find, as we move on, other things have happened. Um, August, Next up, Eat Out to Help Out was launched. That I can't remember the deal, but it was, you know, get some money off if you went and ate out to help out, which was then later linked to, obviously, a spike in coronavirus. I mean, I, I ate out to help out. I shock. <laughs> <laughs> the timing of that came through. is like you were saying shock to me eating out to help out. I was like, okay, Dom, thanks. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was one time. Um, yeah, did you guys, did you guys, went out in august we were encouraged to it was yeah. a moment like we were told to yeah. it was a great deal it was three days a yeah. week 50 percent uh, off your meal i'm there that was it that was it mm. yeah yeah i used it like once but i guess you look at the bigger picture <laughs> I I know. Dom wasn't <laughs> absolutely Dom not definitely smart. not i think they should have done it not to not to criticize but i think they should have done it on takeaway like you'd have still been giving the restaurant money and i would have got way more takeaways i like tentatively went out at the end of august and got dinner um and then but i would have been getting takeaways the whole of august that's my theory anything that can connect me with more reasonable takeaways um what else happened so i don't know if you guys caught this but it was a funny little moment carol kirkwood bbc weather presenter tried to say joggers and dog walkers in the same sentence if you haven't if you don't know what i'm talking about that's worth a google instagram reels launched <laughs> to which i know we have covered a lot on this podcast um in pros and cons so we maybe don't need to touch on it but that is when that happened that was back in august wop was released which was another huge cultural little phenomenon. moment marker in the year but that, i can't believe that was august this year that again feels really long ago selling sunset launched on netflix which was an obsession to pass a little bit away that month 2020 bake-off was announced and everyone realized that maybe it was going to be okay my next note is literally just banana bread (laughs) we were making an awful lot of banana bread uh september s club seven were deemed illegal under new social distancing rules that was when like the rule of six was rolled (laughs) into force I remember right. like seeing that trend, like seeing S Club 7 trending and I was like, oh my goodness, there's going to be a reunion. Everything is saved. And actually it was that you could only see uh, five of your mates. I saw another really funny meme at the time, um, which was like Tyra Banks holding the shots that she does at the end of America's Next Top Model. And it's like when you're organizing a gathering with friends and the caption was, I've only got five photos in my hand. <laughs> you know? Some of you aren't going to make the cut. There was, of course, the 10 p.m. pub close curfew, which obviously caused some sort of mass street parties in certain areas, which we all saw on social media. Catherine Ryan's The Duchess launched on Netflix and went to number one. That was a big moment. Molly May broke the internet with her supermassive giveaway, which I know we've discussed before as well. Chloe, do you not remember that? That was huge. Like she was giving away like crazy goods. I can't like I remember it was like Louis Vuitton everything, but yeah. the entrant 
it was probably the biggest Instagram giveaway of all time. And um, to the point where on every other platform, people were like talking about it, dragging it. It was just, I've never seen it go so far. So great, great for engagement. I think she was launching a new YouTube channel or something. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, it worked. (laughs) There was the Ocean Spray Fleetwood Mac kind of accidental crossover with them. The chap that we discussed in a previous podcast doing his little skateboard, drinking his Ocean Spray Cranberry. That was September. There was um, Australian TikTok user Christian Hull went viral guessing the colour of paint before it was mixed in the pans. Did you catch that? If you haven't, you have to go and watch that. Is that that was so good. Yeah. I think he lost his job. I think they fired Serious? Him. Yeah. Because of that? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw... Oh, well. Yeah. Justin, guys. Bad times. You have to look that up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sadly, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died on the 18th. David Attenborough joined Instagram and broke the record for fastest growing account ahead of the launch of his new show, Life on Our Planet, which was, you know, made things slightly better for a brief moment. Although, I don't know, I've seen a lot of people sort of say that they felt that they were disappointing their grandpa by the end of it. Um, but yeah, also the show My Octopus Teacher, which Dom, I know that you really loved as well as I did. That was September. We all got into our nature, but we'll return to nature in September. <laughs> in October, Instagram Shop was launched and our brands to start selling merchandise on Instagram as well as Facebook. Um, October the 3rd, which is obviously Mean Girls Day from that scene. What day is it? It's October 3rd. was renamed March 217th because that's basically <laughs> what it was at that stage. There was the how it started versus how it's going trends on all the platforms. I know, I think we did it at Giraffe, did we? did do we? it. We did. We did, of course. Some of our best performing posts of that month, may I add? Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, people used it to, like, celebrate success or, like, drag the lack of it, which I, I particularly <laughs> just enjoy seeing pictures of puppies, like, how it started, how it's going, like, full-blown doggo. That was that was a highlight for me. Um, there was Marcus Rashford's Free School Meals campaign, and... Um, which really inspired a wave of businesses and individuals to start offering free food initiatives, um, which was all promoted across social media. I know Marcus Rashford himself was like retweeting lots of it. Um, so yeah, again, another really good thing that happened off the back of the connectivity of social media. Um, what else happened? There was the really misguided Fatima's next job could be a career in cyber government ad. Do you recall? Yep. That was a bad Yeah. After, after everything we'd been through at that point, um, the commentary that came out of that was unbelievable. Like, I really enjoyed that like, people breaking down yeah, all the different every job that was used to create the ad. Like, <laughs> there was Ariana Grande announced a new album, which was a highlight. The clocks went back and it changed nothing. <laughs> you can see how my notes really descended into chaos by this stage. <laughs> Judy Dench told the world that she gave her pet fish mouth to mouth. That was a headline. <laughs> Harry Styles' car broke down outside of a fan's house and he went in and fed their fish. And so fortunately, she wasn't there to meet him. Good year for fish. Good month for fish. Cool. Right. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was Halloween immediately followed by Christmas, which was just as well as obviously the government went on to effectively kind of cancel Christmas. So it's good that we got in so early. Emily in Paris was released, which obviously Chloe and I have discussed at length (laughs) on many occasions. Wow. Yes, I am racing through now because so much has happened. We've got November. Well, on the 22nd of October, Bake Off launched on 
the start of November, Lottie was kicked off of the Bake Off. Did you guys watch the Bake Off? Yeah, okay. I did. Yeah, I caught bits of it. It was it was just that bit of nice, warm and fuzziness we kind of needed, right? Mm. Um, what else happened in November? Biden was named the winner of the US presidential election. I didn't know what month to put that in because I couldn't, it was hard to figure it out. You, you could kind of, some camps would agree that, it, you know, January would be the month for then, if you get me. Crown season four was released on Netflix, prompting worldwide Diana fever. Any Crown fans in the house? Yeah, <laughs> a big one in Chloe Bell Chamber. Are you enjoy- have you got as far as the Diana series? I completed it the day it came out. I'm pretty sure I finished it. I love it. Oh so wow! I literally can't believe what's come out of it. I've every single podcast I listen to there has been Diana episodes. It's just been madness. So Google review ads went really hard um, in November as well and led to us all seeing more of Sheridan Smith and Anthony Joshua on all of our social media platforms than we ever had before. And probably than we'd seen our own friends and family. And there was also that Glee meme bouncing around quite a lot, the of Sue, the Sue Sylvester character. And it's like, I'm going to create a blank. So blank. Did you guys catch that? It was like, I'm going to create a super that is so trooper. Um, you have to look it up, but that was a big moment that happened across <laughs> I'm really, every time I just explain something or demonstrate something, I'm like, Caitlin, why are you doing this again? Um, <laughs> December, we are there. We are on the home straights. Um, Elliot Page, the star of hit movie Juno and the Umbrella Academy, used social media to come out as transgender, which was seen as like a really big moment for the trans community, um, especially in the face of some difficult things that have been happening this year. The Pfizer vaccine was rolled out in the UK. Um my favourite part about this and the biggest social media thing I think that came out of it was the interview that went really viral with the 91-year-old man called Martin Kenyon. I think it made it to TV and stuff eventually, but they int- this American news station interviewed this little old man as he came out after having his vaccine and it went on for like 10 minutes and it was... Well, the old man himself even said he can't understand why it's so popular. He thought it was deeply boring, but it was just the cutest thing that ever happened. So if you need a little life brightener, just watch him talking about going and getting his lunch and he rang up the hospital and it's just it's very cute he couldn't believe he was newsworthy also in december ellie goldstein who i mentioned earlier graced the digital cover of allure um which was super gorgeous and a really nice moment there were of course the tier four announcements across the uk um and the sort of internet delirium that came out of that like i saw lots of memes of people (laughs) you know screw (laughs) Tier 17, literally one funny tweet that was like, tier four wasn't in the, wasn't in the revision pack, but it's turned up in the exam. <laughs> like no one knew it was coming. Um, and there was a good meme of uh, Michael Caine in, in uh, The Muppets Christmas Carol opening his window and being like, you sir, what tier is it? Literally just <laughs> yeah. chaos. I saw um, a good meme. I saw a good meme with um, uh, Boris Johnson in the helicopter, like pointing out, and it was like tier ten is Boris Johnson <laughs> with like a sniper watching for you to come out of your house or something. Like that is brilliant. Oh, it's actually brilliant. And you know what? That's probably the wrap, the last thing to wrap up because now we're up to date and we're all getting completely bombarded with the things that are happening at the minute on social media. So I'm not going to bombard you anymore. This was a this was a review. Um, I feel like that was a bit of a whirlwind and obviously this is a bit of an extended cut to our usually our usual episodes but who knew so much happened in 2020 cool what a year i'm exhausted (laughs) 
well that is all we've got time for today thank you so much for listening to our long deep dive into what happened in 2020 we all just want to wish you a very happy new year we'll be back again next week with some fresh content in 2021 here's hoping for a better year eh we've been to our social media you've been amazing we will see you next year